0: If a few years ago, an 8% or 9% cash on cash were deals that we can actually find, over time, that yield, that cash on cash has been reduced year over year. So right now, if we're looking at a deal in a good location with a strong tenant base, which are the two things that I'm prioritizing over anything else, then we're probably looking at 5 to 6% cash on cash. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science, but it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it, and this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America and in the world actually invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake capital where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investment and funds to learn more about my company and investing with me, visit www.blake-capital.com. Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm Ellie Perlman, your host broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island. We are in season four. Today, I want to talk about cheap capital, cheap debt, and tight supply. And where are we going from here? You probably know that right now, the multifamily market specifically is hot, hot, hot. So we have very, very cheap debt because... The supply of money is pretty significant right now. And when it comes to interest rates, we're looking at 25 to 3.5% over 7, 10, or 12 years. So debt is very, very cheap, which means that the demand for deals is also increasing. So we have a lot of capital that is looking to be deployed. And I kind of call it cheap capital because more and more investors are willing to get lower yields because the options are kind of limited right now. There's a lot of capital that hasn't been deployed in 2020 because of COVID. Everyone kind of paused. It was kind of a scary environment and many investors, whether high net worth individuals, family offices, institutionals, most of them just paused in 2020, especially in Q1 and Q2 and waited to see What's going to happen? They did not want to take the risk in unprecedented times. So there was a lot of capital that has not been deployed in 2020, same with 2021. And so there's a lot of capital out there chasing deals and willing to accept lower and lower yields. And then to add to it, supply is extremely tight. There are several reasons for why supply is very tight. So one of the main reasons, if you kind of look at the single family home market, Many people decided not to sell their home because even if they can sell it at a very high price, the alternative is not very enticing because what are they going to buy? There are not that many single-family homes out there compared to what was there two years ago. So a lot of homeowners are not sure that they're actually going to find a new home if they're going to sell their current home. So they just... Stay in place and not sell. And a lot of deals are still not out there. Some of them is because the sellers just don't, you know, they know that supply is limited and they don't want to sit on a pile of cash. They want to make sure that they can transition the funds and reinvest it in another asset. And right now, there's not that many of them out there. We have seen a little bit of movement. After Labor Day, we have more deals, but it's still not at the level, you know, in 2019, 2018. And so we have very, very tight supply right now. Some sellers also don't want to sell the assets because their delinquency is not very encouraging. So they have high delinquency or very high vacancies. And so they know that if they're going to wait a little bit longer, maybe a year or 18 months, they can improve the delinquency situation and basically sell the asset at a much higher price. Because right now, maybe they're in a bad pocket. Maybe they have the wrong management in place and they can't collect 95 or 100% of rents. They can maybe collect 75%. So that pushes the valuation of the property down and they want to wait until the operations and the cash flow improves. So, these are kind of a few reasons why supply is very tight right now. So, where are we going from here? What's going to happen? Obviously, nobody knows, but I do believe that deals are going to continue to be limited until the end of this year 2021 and also until 2022. We're still going to have capital that has not been deployed in 2021, 2020, and that's going to roll over to 2022 with more pressure from investors to actually find deals. You know, I hope that cap rates are going to go up a little bit. So yields are going to go up. I hope that supply next year is going to improve and increase. And I think, in fact, in 2022, supply will increase, but I still don't think we're going to hit the, you know, the levels that we're used to, you know, in prior years. Part of what makes it so challenging right now is the issue with the supply chain and increasing cost of materials and labor. A lot of those deals, the deals out there, the yields are really connected and related to the value add plan. Basically, investors that see deals and assets and say, "Hey, I want to improve the, you know, landscaping, the parking lot, exterior color, interior, you know, unit renovation." And that's part of the plan, but now you need to add you know, 15 to 20% sometimes because the cost has increased and it's going to take you more time to turn a, a unit around because the pressure on labor and labor is going to cost you more. So when you bake those numbers and those assumptions into your financial model, the yields are not great in many cases. So I think that that's still going to put pressure on supply in 2022, but it's still it will improve but it's going to be a gradual improvement i think that's what's going to happen in the next 18 months or so and because of the delays in the supply chain and the the lack of availability of you know labor and the rising cost of materials and labor all of that is basically pushing the yields down. So investors should expect lower yields. If a few years ago, an 8% or 9% cash on cash were deals that we can actually find over time, that yield, that cash on cash has been reduced year over year. So right now, if we're looking at a deal in a good location with a strong tenant base, which are the two things that I'm prioritizing over anything else, then we're probably looking at five to six percent cash on cash. There might be deals out there with higher cash on cash, but have to look at the tenant base if it's the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to household income and you know if there are high delinquencies, then potentially on paper you might be able to get higher cash on cash but it's more of a risky deal profile so we're looking at 5 to 6% cash on cash in terms of IRR we're looking into 12 to 14% on a 5 year hold so you know part of the conversation that i have with investors is just to say hey right now focusing on the right location and the right tenant base that can actually can pay on time and is a tenant base that cares about their credit score, that doesn't wanna leave in the middle of the night after not paying for four or five, six months, that carries some weight. And it's better to get 5 or 6% cash on cash because you're more likely to hit that target than to buy an asset in a more remote area or in kind of the a struggling submarket where maybe on paper, if you improve the operations really, really and you work really hard and you get a little bit lucky, then you can get maybe seven or eight percent cash on cash. But the good deals, the deals that are Mid-90s, mid-2000s, we don't see, you know, higher cash on cash if we are staying conservative. And the same for IRR. So I think that's one of the main things that investors and especially family offices, they've realized that, you know, back in 2020, that they're okay with lower cash on cash and IRR for, and they'll basically they prefer that over an asset that is not in the right, you know, location. So... Just to recap, this is, of course, it's a prediction, so we don't know if that's going to happen, but there's still going to be, you know, a supply issue. Uh, not so many deals are out there. That's going to happen until the end of 2021 and probably the first couple of quarters of 2022. There's still going to be a lot of capital out there this year and next year, and that's going to put more pressure on deals, you know, fortunately, the debt is pretty cheap. So that can, to some extent, kind of balance things out with the compressed cap rates, because the lower the cap rate, the higher the price, the lower the yield is. And right now, cap rates are extremely low. I've seen deals, 70s vintage deal with several millions of dollars in deferred maintenance that we passed on that traded in a good market, but still very old deal with old curb appeal that was traded at a 3% cap rate. And when you're taking debt at 2.7% or 3%, it's a very tight deal. But the group that got it, you know, perhaps their option was, you know, an expiring 1031 exchange and they prefer to get very little on, on their money than to lose a big portion of it to the IRS, you know, they didn't want to pay tax or a group that was more motivated by fees for instance or you know a group that their investors were not, you know, they weren't focused on the cash on cash, they were focused more on the IRR and that's another strategy and it's a valid strategy. I always like to balance between a healthy, you know, cash on cash and IRR, but some groups out there are different. They don't really need cash on cash in during the hold period. They're more IRR focused and driven and so they can bid very high. So we're still going to see, you know, this year in the last two quarters of 2021, we're still going to see very compressed cap rates that's going to bleed well into 2022. I really hope that in Q3 and Q4 of 2022 things are going to be winding down a little bit with an increase of cap rates, just a little bit to give us a bit more wiggle room for cash on cash. So at least that's my prediction. I think this is where we're going. There's still so much capital and the capital that is out there is dictating new levels of pricings. And I've heard it many times from brokers. We don't understand what's going on. We've never seen anything like that. We never thought we're going to get this price and we're talking about 5 to 7 million dollars above askings. I think the highest one that I've seen was 10 million above asking price, which is kind of insane and obviously we were not the ones who wanted to deal for obvious reasons, but this is a pretty bizarre, you know, period to be, you know, as an investor, as a sponsor. So you see those things that I hope I'm not going to see ever again unless the seller. So that's it for today, guys. Be great. Be bold. Keep pushing forward. And I'll see you on the next episode.